well, it's a road trip song, right? It's yeah. like it's like road. a road trip playlist. Yeah, and I, I like, like it how you can make clean playlists, but we can't make clean podcasts. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sometimes I say shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was all hoping like maybe we could take that down. Nope, nope. <laughs> I just don't want to put it non-explicit, and then like they're listening to it with like, like you know soccer forget. moms are listening to it, and their kids are in the back, and I'm like, so let me tell you about this bullshit that just happened. <laughs> She's like, oh, sweet dear Lord. <laughs> sweet baby Jesus. Good morning. Good morning. Or afternoon. Depends on when it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. We always release this at noon on Fridays. So welcome to the Cloud Coon Podcast. We bring you some great conversations from Sarah and Sean every Friday mm. at noon. Now, everywhere. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. Oh, wait. Are we starting? Like, for real? <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, okay. I mean, if we want to, we can take it out or whatever. No, 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 Keep no that's it. fine. So no, the first wonderful time of the year. Which, to be fair, this will probably be released during December. Exactly. Mm. But yes, we actually had this conversation, I think, yesterday. I forget who it was. I don't know if it was you. Was it you? I don't know. I don't remember yesterday, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, the day before, because we didn't hang out yesterday. Oh, yeah. But I was all like, oh, Thanksgiving. And then oh, I think it was actually Catherine was taking her to school, which is Catherine is my oldest daughter. She is all mm-hmm. of lat, c- counting down to her last couple of weeks of 17. And I was on my way to work and I was all like, yeah, Christmas and whatever. And she's all, and then she's like, well, RIP Thanksgiving. I guess we're going to skip it. Or I'm yeah. like, no, it's like the pregame. Everybody's writing Thanksgiving off already, which to be fair is one of my favorite holidays. It's actually my favorite holiday too. Mm, but Christmas is great. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, it's been my favorite holiday. It's been back to back champs for like, <laughs> you know, a bunch of years. I think I need a new holiday to where I'm like looking forward to. Right. I think Thanksgiving is one of them. Thanksgiving is mine for sure. If somebody says your favorite Thanksgiving is mine. You want water? I want water. <laughs> so do you want some of my water? Yes. I think Mia took friendship. mine. Yeah, she did. Took yours. But no, Thanksgiving is definitely uh, my favorite memory wise. And like, cause really like. Christmas has such a buildup when it happens. That day is kind of like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like cool. They did it. Like it's almost so much buildup that by the time you get to th- Christmas, you're all excited. But in the first few hours, it's over, and it's kind of like you have that shock afterwards. Thanksgiving, yeah, though. Uh, yeah, it's Christmas. It was because you were looking forward to, or as a kid, you were yeah. looking forward to it. You're like, man, I can't wait to get these presents. I can't wait to get all this stuff. And Thanksgiving, now that you, now that I'm like not in kid phase and I don't really like look forward to 
presents and stuff like that. <laughs> now like, that you're not, <laughs> you have to do some presents. Yeah. Too. Now that I'm pretty much like, what do you want? I, was, <laughs> I look forward to Thanksgiving because it's just food and good times. Every right. time, every Thanksgiving we've had in the past like five years has been really good. Right. I, I think it's like the dedicated, like I, um, me and my husband, Jesse talked about it one time. He's like, he doesn't really care for it because it's really like colonization and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, that's yeah. not how I take it though. I've never sat around the table and like, oh, I'm so glad the Mayflower yeah, and the Indians. Like, like, I don't so I'll be celebrate thing for that. the pilgrims now. I'm like, F them pilgrims. Right. This is this is our day. <laughs> I just I'm reclaiming it as like a dedicated nationally, um, I guess, awareness of family day. Yeah. Like when I'm growing up, my parents always made it. Very important because we had such crazy schedules because my dad just did odd mm-hmm. jobs and all that kind of stuff that every day, every week we would have one day where we couldn't go out and hang out with friends. We wouldn't do anything but spend time together. Yeah. And so that's what I think Thanksgiving is. To me, is I'm thankful for my family and this is a national family day that everybody gets off so we can actually have where we all have the same schedule. We're all off and we just get to grub, play games and chill with each other. Yeah. I thought I was going to be off this Thanksgiving, but I'm not. What? Yeah. They switched it and they specifically picked me to work. <laughs> Son of a bitch. They asked one of the people there who usually works all the time. They're like, who, who do you want to work on Thanksgiving? They're like, oh, I want Sean. I was like, oh. I was like, cool, my man. Sounds like a great, sounds like a great plan. What? Dang yeah. it! It's like I understand on one hand, you like if you if you're stuck to work that day, mm. you're like I want somebody who's actually gonna work. Yeah, because so that's usually, the that's the backhanded thing. It's like you're a great worker. You're gonna work every holiday. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we usually <laughs> get Thursdays off, but then they switch it. They were like, nah. Now they're like, nah, fam. This is Thanksgiving. Yeah, we need you. We need you for Thursday. I was like, sounds like a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> And then for me, I remember working retail. I swore myself I would never do it again. But working at Ashley's Furniture Home Store, you're like, oh, Furniture Home Store. They're not doing anything Black Friday, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, they wanted to get on the bandwagon. And so I had to be there on Thanksgiving, I think at like 10 o'clock at night because I was the office manager and we had to open them. Like, who wants to get furniture on Black Friday? No one. I don't know. They're like, can't pass up this thousand dollars off this seventeen grand. (laughs) So, well, they were giving out like tablets and stuff like that to try and draw attention, and that's all the people went for. We opened at midnight. People got. We only had two hundred. Once that was gone, they were gone. And then there was like, my mother told me about that. I was like, aren't the tablets like fifty dollars? (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, yeah. But they still want, they want that free. If yeah. it says free, they're going to go after it like crazy. And so the only fortunate thing was, is that obviously being a furniture home store, we had that mattress room, mm. which is all serene and cut off and like sound, whatever. Yeah. That's where I fell in love with my mattress. <laughs> oh, is that where you found it? Is that yeah. Ashley's? I kept going to the same mattress and I was like, yo, I need this mattress. <laughs> and my mom was like, you want it? I was like, yeah. She's like, I'll get it for you. Cause I was sleeping on odd things like the whole oh, yes. my whole childhood she's like i think it's about time i get like actual plywood a couple foam and pads <laughs> yeah it's, it was like yeah it was like uh <laughs> that twin bed on that i don't know what it was that thing that would lift up it's a day bed what it is is that it's a usually a full-size bed and then underneath it is this pop-up bed and usually it's not a full mattress it's just a really thick 
foam that's on there and it's supposed mm-hmm. to be when you pop it up it will make a full bed and that's what actually i grew up on too was that my mom mm-hmm. would have the day bed and then she would pull out she wouldn't even pop it up she would just pull it out for me to sleep on and that's what we did when we were mm-hmm. a little kid but yeah it's just a really thick mattress yeah. a really thick foam pad a really thick foam pad and it was only like a twin size yeah and then the- <laughs> and i was like and then before that i was sleeping like on an air mattress or like sleeping on you know and you're not some like little kid too you're very tall for your age and and i was like like, i mean i didn't really mind it like i wasn't like and then i felt that mattress and i was like this is this is the mattress that i need But to be honest it could be it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it could be anything you're like this is gold it's like the old spring And then we got it, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is it. And then everybody who's been on my bed has been like, yo, this shit comfortable. Well, how many people sleeping on your bed? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't kiss and tell. <laughs> it's like, but, I just like, every time somebody gets on my bed, I'm like, I need a review. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, this is a questionnaire. You've been chosen. <laughs> it's like, I left it Do at the re- door. <laughs> you write it, and then you leave. <laughs> It's like, do you remember this day when you ordered this thing on this at this store? It's like that suggestion box. <laughs> it's like, oh, what's this? The suggestion box, not the mailbox, not the, you know, the mail or whatever for the family. But yeah. yeah. But no, that's the same thing. Um, I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, we were talking about like, you know, how Black Friday is like. Oh, yes. And then that's I that was the only good thing about the Black Friday thing is sleeping in that room. I actually got like a couple hours because I've been up all day because it was Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And then like I had an er- we went to take a quick nap and then at 10 o'clock yeah. came back to work. Well, I mean, Black Friday, Black Friday used to be like something I look forward to because I'm like, oh, man, deals. Right. Yeah. And then after like all the lines and stuff like that and waiting all that time for like to get like an Xbox on, I'm like, man, I don't say like, I don't feel that anymore. Like, you know, and the deals are really not that great anymore. Like back in the day, they used to be like, oh, two hundred dollars for this like, seventeen hundred dollar TV or something like yeah. that. And nowadays I'm like, meh. Yeah. Like I saw the deals like five hundred dollars for like this two thousand dollar TV. Right. Jeez. I was like, man. Because this was a really nice, it's like a 70-inch Samsung S-series, whatever. And I was like, man, I want to get that. And then I was like, as I was going for it, I was like, but did I really need to spend 500 on a TV? It's like, I don't know. I was like, nah, I'm not going to get it. Yeah, and see, that's my problem. It's like, I'm not a huge TV fan. Like, everything that, we've only bought, like, two TVs that we own. I don't even... I was gifted the Blu-ray that I own, mm. like, like all that kind of stuff. Like TV is not a center point in my life. Yeah. I mean, for Jesse, it is a for little bit. Is. I know. I mean, he's like, I want crisp. And I'm like, yeah. half the time I forget my glasses and it's already, <laughs> <laughs> I hate I that. Like, no, I want, because I was like, if you get the new systems or whatever, the new gaming systems, you need that type of TV, like a really nice one. To really, oh, because like, you don't glitch of- it out. No, it's just to see like all the performance and stuff that it can do. But I mean, I really don't want to see niche. the craters on my Hollywood faces. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when they, I feel bad for them now. Like I remember what's her face uh, was saying, like she's like back then you could hide your flaws, and nowadays like you like see every crease. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> Some of these, like my phone when I when I first time I got my the iPhone 11, mm-hmm. I was like. Dang, you don't have to tell tell all my secrets. <laughs> iPhone 11 is a nice camera. It does. So so crazy. But yeah. 
I don't know. The phones are nice. I don't know. I'm the person that like will always get whenever this one, like whenever the 12 is coming out, that's when I'm like, okay, I'll get the 11 because yeah. I don't need the latest and greatest. I want the latest and greatest. I know. But that's a, that's a personality type. Yeah. Like, no, don't get me wrong. Like the phone that I had before I had like for like three years because I was like, I don't need these other. I Like because I got an iPhone 8 plus had when nothing I first to do got with a job. <laughs> yeah. When you first had to start paying for your own phone, you're like, you know what? I can last. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> you know, I can wait three years because then like the 12 came out. I was like, oh, well, I want the 12. Like, that's all I wanted. And then like a bunch of sh- stuff happened. <laughs> and I was like, all right. 12 doesn't look like it's in my <laughs> doesn't look like it's in my you know field so i was like you're left. like so this is not in our budget for this year <laughs> we're gonna have to plan our budget for yeah, next year i was year. like i don't plan budgets or anything like that but like in my mind in my they're in the back of my mind they're like my man or like you know my inner self is like my man let's be real here <laughs> You ain't getting the 12. <laughs> you have like come to, come to self-meeting, you know? Yeah, and it's like, unless you want to destroy your credit <laughs> and be in debt, you ain't getting the 12. <laughs> like, you're like, and you're in the corner like, no, I'm I can like, have it. I I'm believe like, in dreams. But like, everybody's in debt. <laughs> and the, like, nobody's credit's great. <laughs> I know, and yourself was like, Man, get your shit together. You're like, you had standards. I'm like, who needs standards? It's like, remember back then whenever that's all you worried about was like dead and credit? And it's like, <laughs> now you're going to give it up for an iPhone? It's like, what, have you when seen? <laughs> you're all selling yourself. But have you seen these features, my man? It's like, you, if you were out here, you wouldn't be saying it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And me, I'm like. <laughs> yeah and i was like no you gotta you gotta understand i was looking forward to this phone and then like to be like nah you can't get it and i'll be like you <laughs> you're like you know trying to lie to yourself we're gonna get it next month next month we'll find <laughs> and they're like why don't you just get 11 it's like don't because i wasn't looking that forward to an 11 <laughs> i didn't want the they 11 they were like or wait for the 13 i was like i've already waited long enough <laughs> But now, like, I don't know. I've never been into, like, I was never, or I used to, when I was a kid, yeah. I remember. the newest. I mean, I never got the newest, but I was (laughs) one of the newest. And then when I got my own money, I got the newest. And I was like, yes. I love adulting. And then bills came. I hate adulting. I was like, phone's not necessary. (laughs) But now I was like, man, I need a new, like, because... I mean, granted, I bought, like, a lot of things in my lifetime, like, from getting my job to, like, now. Like, yeah. you know, this mic that I'm using right now ain't cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember. And I don't know. It's just prioritizing. Like, just act your act your wage is something that yeah. Dave Ramsey always says. And I and I believe it. Like, you can, you can create your own budget. Mm-hmm. And just picking and choosing what you prioritize and stuff like that. It's always thing for me. Like... I, I really like not having a car note. So I will, you know, try and take care of my car as long as possible. I love yeah. that feeling. I hate having it, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, <sighs> my car was in the shop. Right. And I was like, you ever have these moments? Or I don't know if you want to say, but <laughs> you ever had these moments where like, cause I was driving. Right. And I was like, man, I just want to hit the road and be on the road for like three days. Like just me in the no, road. Same. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just want to like start driving and just like, you know, not like I'm depressed or shit, but you know, I just want to do that. <laughs> I thought <laughs> you were like, saying like, drive right off a cliff. <laughs> no, my man. No, I'm not, you know, Thelma and Louise over here. <laughs> but I was like, I just want to like, because I don't want to get like messages or whatever. Be like, bro, are you okay? <laughs> Yeah, bro, no. what are you talking about? So listen to your last podcast. Are you worrying me? <laughs> we like good like fan mail. Like I have some really good therapists. Like, <laughs> but no, I no, I agree with that because for me is one of my biggest um, bucket list things to do mm-hmm. is to actually like drive cross country and visit and see like yeah. at least the United States. There's no excuse to mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've driven across Texas all the way to California just to visit family, and that was fun. But that was, like, with little kids, so it wasn't – and we were just trying to get there in a hurry. But I would like to take my time. It was it was nice driving through New Mexico and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But. Freaking – well, I've been on a road trip to New York from here. Oh, that's right. I mean, I'd have, I wasn't driving at all because I was still, like, a kid. So, oh, thank God. But it was, like, a day <laughs> drive, like, 24 hours. And it was, it was – like, I love road trips, so it wasn't a big thing. Yeah, but, same here. Yeah, I just wanted to like, cause I was like driving and I had the windows down and stuff and music playing, and I was like, "That's ideal." Yeah, I was playing like "Dreams" by Mac Flat Fleetwood and shit. That's where I have to go. Wait, no, that's not what I'm talking. About. <laughs> Who broke your heart, bro? It's the one song where it was like, um, it goes, was it? It's like thunder only happens when it's raining. Oh, by um, what's her face? Mac Fleetwood. <laughs> Mac Fleetwood. <laughs> That's what it's called, I think. That's some trippy. That's not the appropriate way the people of that era would call it, but Fleetwood Mac is what. Oh, is that is it Fleetwood Mac? Yes. I just had it mixed up. Sorry. It's because it's not your generation. I won't put it against you, but yeah, I'm surprised that they came back into you know popularity and stuff but that's because of tiktok i swear i mean well i don't have tiktok i listened to it a long time ago and i was like man this is really good but it's all over tiktok now that's why yeah that's why i was like i because after which i don't have tiktok but tiktok finds me somehow like i had it on a playlist right and i was listening to it which we have a we have a cloud cone playlist if anybody wants to listen to it yes that's right i don't know how you're gonna find it i guess look up cloud cone playlist you're on spotify yeah, on Spotify. So all they got to do is look up spot go on Spotify and then they search Cloud Cone. Uh, what, what's the title of it? Just Cloud Cone? Cloud Cone. Cloud Cone. So yeah. And then they'll be able to look up your playlist and they can listen to it. Mm. Well, if you do that, you can listen to everything. I mean, it's it's like clean because I was like, I made it specifically for like the whole family. And well, it's a road trip song, right? It's yeah, like, it's like road. a road trip playlist. Yeah. And I, I like it like, how you can make clean playlists, but we can't make clean podcasts. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sometimes I say shit. <laughs> I was all hoping like maybe we could take that down. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I just don't want to put it non-explicit. And then like they're listening to it with like, like, you know, soccer forget. moms are listening to it and their kids are in the back. And I'm like, so let me tell you about this bullshit that just happened. <laughs> She's like, oh, sweet dear Lord. <laughs> sweet baby Jesus. Kyle, don't say that. <laughs> Because, you know, moms be hitting love in our, our episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, I mean. I don't know. Nowadays, I wouldn't put it past some, like, soccer moms and what they listen to. Yeah. Because I saw this one uh, mom have on her, I think, some TikTok type. And she's, and her 
toddler in the back is like, when are they going to fix that house? And I think I've said it before. Mm. And like, there's whole holes in the, in the house and whatever. And then she realizes what he was referring yeah. to. I'm like, who listens to that song in front of their kids? Man, they put on that song last night at the party that I was at. Oh my gosh. Oh, did you, did you do the dance? And like, no, I wasn't no. <laughs> they're like holes in this house. Holes. I was like, I thought you were better than this, Jacob yeah. or Josh. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Now it's recorded. Wow. <laughs> That's a good thing they don't listen. <laughs> no, he was at, Jacob was actually like, oh, I'm a plane ride. I was going to download like all your episodes and listen to it. You're going to say podcast. I know. That's on you. That is me. <laughs> You're like, That's what happened yesterday. I was showing uh, Josh's roommate, right? And he was mm-hmm. like, oh, he's like, let me, he subscribed to us, right? That's awesome. Yeah. And he was like, you know, shout out. Josh, I call him Clyde now because I didn't know what to call him because they both my my friend Josh. He has and a then, main friend Josh. Yeah, and, and then his like, roommates Josh. So then they, I was like, you need a nickname, that. my man. Right. And I was like, I'm not gonna call you because he's he's a he has red hair. Or he's a ginger. And I was like, I'm not about to call you Weasley because that's what I've been calling him. Messed and, up. And he's like, you know, if I could prefer it, I wouldn't like neither. Because I actually can't remember what his. I can't remember what his other nickname was because it's like now nah, so it's like I call him Weasley and then I forgot what his other one is. He's probably going to be like, bro, what the hell? <laughs> I thought we were friends. Yeah. But no, I was like, your new nickname's Clyde now. <laughs> Clyde? Where did Clyde Because his, his middle name is Clyde. Oh, okay. Well, that, that makes more sense. Yeah. That's the whole point of middle names, which you are not allowed. I'm kind of upset. <laughs> No, my middle name is not like, it's not a name that you could like regularly call somebody, I feel like. No, 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 that's not why I'm upset. I had to choose one of my middle names and you had two first names and two middle names and the government said that I had to choose only one middle name. No, you can have like three middle names. They told me otherwise when I was trying to join the military. So backstory is parents were together, pops out me and then my dad and my mom argued over my name. My dad picked, the, he's like, okay, and they couldn't decide on the first name. And so my mom's like, okay, let me have the first name because all his first names are trash. <laughs> my mom's opinion. They were like Dawn and stuff. And mom's like, no, I want something nicer than that. Mm-hmm. And so my dad's like, okay, well, let me have the middle name. Yeah. And she's like, okay, whatever, as long as I have the first name. And so what does he name my middle name? Silver. <laughs> <laughs> like okay and then so when they didn't so when my mom was really upset with my dad when he obviously didn't want to stay and get married and all that kind of stuff she's like you know what I don't really care for that middle name so when she registered me for my social security card she put me as my name was Grace and so then when I was joining the military the military's like okay on half of your aliases you have Grace and on the other you have Silver and then by that time my parents were back together and my mom's all like you know what, I feel really bad that you haven't taken his last name and whatever. And it's like guilt tripping me into like picking Mm -hmm. Silver as my middle name. Even though like Grace was actually named after somebody. So I'm just like, fine, I'll do Silver. Make your... Silver? What the hell are you hunting werewolves? (laughs) (laughs) Silver facts. It's a family name. It's a family name. No, it happens. I asked my dad where he got it from, and I have to like ask him again because it was such a long time ago. But it was some person's last name or something like that in high school, and he thought it was really cool, is what I remember. It's probably, hopefully, better than that. 
Probably not. He's like, just scroll into the yearbook. And I was like, silver. Nice. And I was all like, maybe it sounds better in a different language or something like that. And I'm like thinking Spanish, it's platano or something like that. It's like super like, bleh. I'm like, yeah. My dad was like, he wanted me to be his like, like junior pretty much. And I was yeah. like, man, I'm so glad. Well, I mean, I'm pretty much like it is kind of. I mean, but my mom was going to name me what my middle name is. That's what she wanted my first name to be. And then she was like. I actually like, don't know what your middle name is. Isaiah's. Oh, is yeah, never mind. <laughs> now I remember. Yes. I do. And then like, so then she was like, no, it's going to be Shawn Michael instead of Shawn. But then, yet. Then I got played. <laughs> then unbeknownst to all of us. <laughs> I was like, he actually, even you guys. Yeah, you put it down as Sean. So my legal name is Sean. Oh, yeah. So long story short, we've been calling him Sean Michael as his first name. That's why sometimes you'll hear me say Sean Michael because that's what his name is. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, you were getting a copy of your birth certificate. Birth like certificate. I was getting like a actual form for my ID. Yeah, and then they were like, "There's no Shawn Michael." Like I was like, "I'm pretty sure there is," and they were like, "No." They're like, "Your legal name is Shawn Sanchez," and I was like, "Oh." And then your mom was like, "What?" Yeah, I was like, and so she asked him or called him, right? Yeah, and he's like, "Oh no, I put Shawn on there." So all this time he still got his way. We were so upset for like a week. I was like, oh, that's cool. I was like, I was gonna change my name to Shawn Michael, but it was so much. It was so Work. much like, yeah. I was like, I don't feel like doing that. But you could always put it as an alias. Yeah. So like on my ID, it says Shawn Michael. Yeah. No, but my legal name is Shawn. And then on Jesse's, like whenever we got his new phone, we found that out. I think around the same time he has Shawn, formerly known as Shawn Michael, officially known as Shawn or something. <laughs> I was like, cause yeah, he sent me like a Snapchat when it happened or whatever. And it was like this long thing. It was like Shawn Michael formerly known or no, Sean, formerly known as Sean Michael. And I was like, like, just kept going on. And I was like, all right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, so I call, I call my friend Josh, or I mean, they're both my friends, but I call him, you know, the main Josh to me. It was like, mains. I call him Zambo, but nobody knows what that means. Cause it's a nickname that we yeah, like, made up. I'm looking at you confused. <laughs> Zambo. Like, yeah. Cause he was like, it's like this big thing. Like, you know, it was Cause he's always like wanting to try new things and stuff like that. And like <clears throat> he would talk about, you know, like, Oh man, I kind of want to try, you know, everybody talks about, you know, Xanax and stuff like that. He's like, I kind of want to try it. And we were like, come on, bro. And then it was like, so we just kind of started calling him Zambo every, every time he brought it up. And then like, it just stuck <laughs> and he uh, stopped talking about it. Cause we like, you know, it was like whenever we were like in high school or not high school, but after like a little bit after high school, and then we at, we just kept calling him Zambo, and I said it just stuck. But every time, like, I'll call him that, and, like, nobody knows, what, you know, who yeah. that is. Yeah. So then I'll just call him Josh, and then, like, but when I'm around him and his roommate, they're both Josh, so I'll just be like, Josh and Weasley. But I feel bad calling him Weasley all the time. So messed <laughs> So up. I was like, Josh and Clyde. And I was like, that's it. <laughs> and he's like, now I got to find my Bonnie. <laughs> Aww. I can't see you as Isaiah, though. It's Isaiah's. Isaiah's? Yeah. Sorry. See? It, yeah. I was like, I don't see it. I don't, I'm glad it's not that. I know. Because it would be like, oh, just, I don't know. I mean, me growing up probably wouldn't hate it because it would be like, it'd be my that's name. what's ingrained in you. Yeah. But 
Now I always say Shawn Michael. That's why people at work, because I don't see what I'm saying. And people be like, just looking at me when I say Shawn Michael, like, oh, you know, I'm a Shawn. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, but my friends and family, they know me as Shawn Michael. (laughs) That's how you know, like you have friends that call you this and then you have other names. That's why when I'm growing up, I are naming my kids. I want something that they could have nicknames for because Sarah, you can't really nickname like it's Sarah. (laughs) It's like you got four letters. There's no, there's Is it no like sa or ra. <laughs> hey, ra <laughs> doesn't work. But like that's why I like Catherine, my, my oldest. I wanted her to be able to have like yeah. cute names, but a good name on a resume. I don't know. It's like I was wearing this cat, and then Brielle, I call her Bri Bri, and then Gigi, <laughs> or I just call her Gigi from outright. I don't even, I never say Gianna. Yeah, and then Kim, and then I mean, we always yeah. called Kimberly Kimbo Slice. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't really. I don't give. I don't give Kimberly a nickname because I was like, I mean, you can call her Kim, but I just it didn't. I just don't see. I've never like, called her Kim either. Yeah, I was either, like, either Kimberly, Kimberly or Kimbo Slice when we're feeling it. <laughs> and then the funny thing is, my husband's like, I never knew who Kimbo Slice was because he's like a he's street a fighter. fighter or whatever. No, he's. I mean, he's a he's a fighter. <laughs> well, he's a fighter now, but he started. Yeah, he started on in, YouTube yeah, or something, the, right? He started in like I think it was backyard fighting. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I always call her Kimbo Slice, and my uh, and Jesse was like, "Why do you call her that?" <laughs> like probably somebody said it, and subconsciously I took it, but I was like Kimbo Slice. And then um, he showed me who. Kimbo yeah, I was like, <laughs> and they have like they don't match at all, <laughs> right? <laughs> It really is a super platinum blonde hair, blue eyes, fair skin with a little bit of freckles. And then I'll yeah, let you then, Google Kimbo yeah. Slides. You're like, I don't see any similarities there at all. Right. And then I had no idea that I, I was thinking like, who has Shawn Michael? Whenever she told me your name, I'm like, that's an interesting. Shawn Michaels. And then, and then yeah. Jesse told me about Shawn Michaels. Every time somebody calls me Shawn Michael, they're like, all right, I tell them that my name is Shawn Michael. They're like, like, like the wrestler? I'm like, <laughs> no, my man's it's Shawn yeah. Michael, not Shawn Michaels. And it's spelled different. And they're like, all right, I'm going to call you Heartbreak Kid. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. You're like, thanks, mom. It's like, she oh, probably had man's. no idea. She thought it was she had no so original. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like how Brielle, I accidentally mispronounced her name. Like we were reading names when we were trying to decide how to make her name. And then I really like the idea of like uh, Williams w- during a time was like, oh, Liam is like taking the end part of bigger names and making them first names, mm. which is how I got to basically name one of my nephews because she was looking for a, a boy name. I was like, oh, Liam, I really like that. She's yeah. like, I like that too. And Jesse. Did not like that I just gave that away. He's like, what if we have a boy? That was a perfect yeah. name. Can't be giving out good names. <laughs> good names are hard to come by. <laughs> they are. And then I was, it was actually Gabrielle. And mm. I was, I was like, what did you think of Brielle? But instead of saying Brielle, I said Brielle. Mm. And he, and I'm like, oh no, excuse me, Brielle. He's like, no, no, I like Brielle. And that's how her name came was Brielle, which there's actually like some French um, candy or something like that. It's called Brielle. Oh, really? Yes. No, I think if I have a boy, I know what the name's going to be. It's going to be Miles. And I was like, I really like it. Miles. Not Miles. Sage? <laughs> no. Are like, you over Sage now? Me... No, I'm not, actually. <laughs> <laughs> not 
<laughs> Everybody's I'm giving triggered. me flack. They're like, Sage, really? I'm like, Sage is a nice name. And they're like, no. <laughs> so Sage, I don't know how it came up, but like, oh, it was right around when your mom was pregnant with Mia. And mm. she and we're all trying to think of names. And you're like, Sage, <laughs> such a hippie name. Like, And you're like arguing that it could be a boy or a girl. I'm like, yeah. no, that's not a boy's name. I'm pretty sure it can be. <laughs> I I don't care. Until the day I die, I'll be like, my my son or whatever, be like, man, it's like, I love, you know, I love my name or whatever. I'll be like, yeah, but you could have had Sage. <laughs> Your name is Miles Sage Sanchez. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that to the kid. <laughs> no, I can't do that. Yeah. But I will. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like I I've, 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 I say Miles for me. I mean, we'll see if that's actually going to happen because, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a two thing. Like, you know, it's 50-50. Yeah. But, you know, I like Miles, so I think I'm going to go with that. For me, it's funny that you say that because when I was growing up, I really loved Andrea and then Samantha and Amanda because I'm like, oh, those were the popular names growing up. Mm-hmm. But um, but also they could be shortened to other things. That always was my biggest thing is because I really didn't like that I couldn't have a nickname. I thought I was special. I mean, nicknames not really. I mean, I had like in high school, I had nicknames, and I was it like I would have the comeback kid was one of mine. Really? Where yeah. did that come from? Because I'd be like failing in the class. Oh. <laughs> and then like I would like at the end of the year, I'd have like hundreds in that place, or I'd have like almost an A. Because you're lazy. Because you're a smart kid. And you're like, eh, all I gotta do is just, you know. Yeah, it was like I was like, I could do this. Like you know, at the end of the year, <laughs> like then my teachers oh. would start being like, they would be like, <sighs> so where the name I got the name from was because my eighth period uh, teacher, Michonne, she was like, she's like, you had like a fifty in the class at the beginning of the year, and she's like, and now you have like an eighty-eight in this class. I was like, yeah. She's like, you son. She's like, I'm going to start calling you the comeback kid. And I was like, and then like it got around because she kept calling me that in the class. Don't call it a comeback. (laughs) I've been here for years. (laughs) And uh, I was like in another class and they were like, you know, they were like, if Sean actually applied himself, he'd probably be like, you know, really good and stuff like that. Or he'd be like the best in this class. Yeah. And I was like, Nah. <laughs> right like oh i'm gonna fail i don't want to be here again let me just go ahead and apply myself for the yeah. last like four weeks but then like i'd be in another class and it'd be like you come back kid and i'd be like look around and be like, what the hell <laughs> and i'd be like uh, my teacher would say would say that and i'll look at them and they're like yeah i heard it from another teacher and i was like oh see you got your reputation like this kid is actually smart make him work right yeah so I mean, I've always been good at school, but I mean, it was like, I just don't, certain point, they like couldn't teach me anymore. (laughs) Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. See, and that's hard for me to understand growing up because, um, the whole thing of like, because I've had my daughter say this to me, she's like, it's not really interesting. I'm like, I didn't know it had to be for you to like apply yourself because I was just so nervous about not graduating or doing my best. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, that was a factor, too. Like, I wasn't, like, I wanted to graduate. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. Yeah. I, I was, like, 
It just it was the only reason why I would go sometimes was because just you know I'd be like talk to my friends and stuff like that. Social scene. Yeah, but every test I never had a retake. It's like a standardized test or whatever. I always pass. I know because we all knew you were smart. I think that's the maybe that's the difference because me growing up I have a um, a learning disability. Mm. And so I had, and so it always was a struggle for me, especially in elementary school. I struggled really hard, especially like reading and all that kind of stuff. And it was sadly to say it was actually an English class that made me have to read a book in class. Yeah. And I remember the first, the first book that actually made me want to read more. And that's what made me, and it was actually Dean Koontz and it was Mm. called The Lighthouse. And the reason why I liked his was because he's very descriptive and that's the way I learn. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I have to really be a big visualize to see it in my head for me to actually comprehend it for whatever reason. Yeah. And that's what he did. And then he also does most of his, um, pl- like if he's doing something, it's always placed in California, which mm-hmm. I'm familiar with. So then I can imagine. And so I really enjoyed his books, even though I, looking back now, I'm like, why the hell was the seventh grader reading some of his books are pretty, like, definitely not young adult. Because in the library, they'd be putting some shit in there that you're like, this is not a, this shouldn't be here. Yeah. I remember because growing like, up in oh, California. Oh, Comp or whatever it's called. <laughs> well, and this is coming from California where we weren't allowed to read. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> no. That was way after me. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm old. No, um, <laughs> Huckleberry Finn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't allowed to wa- read that because of all the mm. controversy around it and stuff like that. We had read something else. Because of old Mark Twain? Yep. But, but anyways. Yeah. No, it was like, because like, it, w- it would be something where like my teacher would bring it up. He'd be like, man... I honestly didn't think you were going to like, you know, pass your, your tax test or no star test. I was like, no, I was like, I always, I was like, I got this in the bag. Like it's easy because <laughs> testing has been so easy for me. It's always like process of elimination for me. I was like, well, it can't be this, can't be that, can't be this. It's always been like that. And so it even like, like I would take tests where I didn't study for anything and it would always be like, well, how would they make the test is how I would see it. And then I'd always pass it. You son of a bitch. Because then there's me, who's a horrible test taker. It was only because um, I took the star test, not star test, the SATs, and Mm. I didn't do so well because of obvious reason, because I'm not a really good test taker. But taking the class to take that test better actually uh, helped me not for just the SATs, but actually in tests in general. Mm-hmm. And that was a groundbreaking point for me because that's what they taught was like choice and elimination. I mean, if I, I could do really well in math because you, they give you, if it's a multiple of choice and it's math, you just plug it in, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. and so and I did well, but it, it was that class actually. I learned how to take tests better. And so mm-hmm. I didn't stress out so much and I actually did better in school. Yeah. yeah I was just, I, it I don't know, because it was like, I'm going to stop saying like, it's getting annoying. Right? <laughs> yeah. He apologizes now, and then for me too, just. Mm. But taking the star test was never like, or was never a thing where I was concerned about. I was always 
you know, like I was always, damn it. We're going to have a game where every time you say like, you take a shot. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to take a shot. Damn it. <laughs> I got to stay, got to stop saying like. I guess I put it too much in my vocabulary whenever I talk to somebody. So it just comes off naturally. You just have a lot of metaphors. Yeah, I got to think for a little bit and then speak. <laughs> that was actually something my economics teacher had. Is like I would give you 50 points extra credit if you could for a minute not say and um, and not have a pause mm-hmm. when it came in conversation. It was like, like, and, um, and uh, you could pause, but you didn't have any bridge words. Mm-hmm. I never saw anybody actually get those 50 points. I was like, the only time that I think I don't say like or and or um, it's whenever I'm doing like a speech. When I do a speech, like when Practice. I was doing my, um, my speech class, I was doing really well in that class until towards the end. Then I had to bring it back. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, whenever I had to do my speeches, they weren't written out or anything. It's just I kept thinking about them over and over. And I would be I'd have this like persona where I had to put on like speech wise. And I'd be like four score and seven years ago. <laughs> but I would always it wouldn't it would just be like I would only hit the points and everything. What? You said like. See, it doesn't like, cause, <laughs> cause it's like a natural conversation here, so I it just it comes off the tongue naturally, but when I'm thinking about it like wholeheartedly and I'm up there and I'm like these people need to listen to what I'm saying, I don't say like, cause I'm not going and he's sim- like I could do better, <laughs> cause it was like this ain't simile, this ain't simile time. Yes, that's what it is, metaphor and simile, mm-hmm. but. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, learned smelling growing up. They thought it was a spe- uh, spe- speech impediment, but it actually it has to do something with my disability. And that's mm-hmm. what they found out later when I, in elementary school. Uh, by the way, I just want to put out, I did graduate. I'm going to be like, man, this man is really, he's really like, he must have not graduated. <laughs> no, nah, I did. But barely. But yeah, it was it was cutting it close. They were like, I mean, this man could not get up for nothing. I remember that was he would just be late to school, and be like, eh, I'm not gonna go today. <laughs> or if you had a class, you literally like, then you would show up. But he was yeah, showing up for the class. It was bad. It was really bad. And see, and that's such a different culture here in Texas because in California, like if you didn't graduate or if you were a dropout, like that was like, oh, what? Like mm, it I was don't, like a defining characteristic to you. Yeah, it is just unheard of. The culture growing up in my high school was, you know, everybody was actually pretty welcoming of everybody else. We The school actually put on this program to help uh, blend cultures and stuff like that and be appreciative of everybody. Mm. That's why, and I really enjoyed it because it actually talked about something that we're going at, through in a country now. Right now, it's November of 2020. Um, mm. there's COVID and all these movements, who knows when you hear this, what, where we'll be in the future. But yeah. I remember in high school being really proud that I could go through this class. But the only problem is you had to be chosen by a teacher and you had to go through several things, becoming this leadership program. And in the leadership program, they would take you to this like week camping thing mm. and they would separate you with the different cultures that you identify with. And then you get to learn about everybody else's, but you would have equal respect for everybody else. Mm. And I think that's uh, like, I wish they did more of stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I would go often if the class was 
fun. If the teacher is engaging or if there's like interesting anything in the class, I would be there. But most of the time, whenever they teach here, it was like packets, like pre-written packets by other people. And you just pretty much fill in the blanks and you got to learn that way. And I was like, and I just, I didn't see it as a viable way to learn. Yeah. Or if I had to, most of the time it was just teaching myself like these subjects because it would yeah. be more interesting to me to teach it to myself than learn it from them. If that makes and any sense. I wonder sense. if it's because <clears throat> growing up, all my teachers are, you know, they weren't horrible. Like you could tell that most of them enjoyed their job. Like I never really remember a teacher that was there because they were trying to pay the bills. And maybe that's just a different yeah. time or something. Or maybe it's just because of the whole star testing. Like I was in school before all that. Mm. But I, I had some really like great teachers growing up that I really appreciated. Like I had um, Mr. Baker, who actually his great grandfather was the guy that invented sliced bread. <laughs> really? Yes. Mr. Baker. Yes. And, and, and um, he actually saw, even though I was horrible at English because of my disability, I just, and English mm. is not a black and white thing. Like math, down pad. But when it comes to English, like there is some formulas, but it, it's, it's not black and white. I had trouble with. Yeah. And he would help me. But he saw the poetry and the short stories and the way I would creatively write because that's how I, was, I would put mm -hmm. my imagination to words. And he would help me just learn how to edit more. He really wanted me to get published. And he, like, he had an um, associate who was actually a professor or something like that. And, she, and he actually had me meet with her to help me fine-tune my skills and stuff. Like, oh, that's a good cool. teacher. Like, yeah, I, I've, I've had some situations. Like, I've had people in as far as teaching and everything that have been like really cool. Like uh, coach Burton was really cool. He was like my math teacher. He made teaching, like he made math fun. Cause I didn't like math. I mean, it's like a lot of people don't, it's not that I wasn't good at it. It's just like, if I didn't like doing it mm -hmm. and he would make it fun. Like, and he also had like, or damn it. <laughs> Sorry. In advance. <laughs> So we he we used to have these clubs and he used to uh, do comedy club and I would always go there and we'd have like a blast like just you know telling jokes and all that stuff and then he would put that like some of that what we would say in that club into the class sometimes Aww. so if anybody was at that club it would be funny and he would just mix it and he was also a coach what? That's awesome. and I've had some other teachers too like people who would just be cool to be around or they were good like really good teachers and engaging if i was like if you're a really good teacher you're going to be remembered by a yeah. lot of your students that's what a lot of people do but there are a bunch of other teachers that don't see it that way they're just like get these kids out you know get them get them passing and you're good which is not always i mean it's a good thing to have for the school <clears throat> but i was like if yeah. you're going to be a teacher for like the rest of your life you gotta do something yeah that why not make about. it like but I mean, I can understand because I feel like they need to pay teachers a lot more. Oh, if they yeah. paid teachers a lot more, you would have more engaging teachers. Because I can understand where some people would be like, I'm not getting paid this much. I'm Why am I going to go in. out of my way? It's like, yeah. But then it kind of filters out because there are teachers out there that do it purely because they want to inspire. And mm -hmm. they do it regardless of the paycheck because that's what their calling is, basically. Yeah. I know I had a lot of, there was 
Dr. or no, Mr. DeVries was my economics teacher and he made economics so much fun and mm. hilarious. And can you imagine economics being fun? <laughs> yeah. But he knew it was difficult and he made his test difficult too. But he had a lot of fun ways to earn credit because he knew not all students are going to be doing well because mm. it is a hard subject. So he made a lot of opportunities for like... um like volunteer work and stuff like that. If you showed that you volunteered somewhere or whatever, he would give you extra credit so you could pass the class. Oh, that's pretty cool. I had a teacher in sixth grade, I want to say. His name was Coach Tolson, and he was really cool. He was a coach, but he was also a science teacher. And he would show up, you know, like tie and like, you know, like your dress shirt and stuff like that and slacks. Mm-hmm. And then Coach Tom, of course, he'd have like his coach gear. But he always showed up with a big cup of coffee and the man was like ready to teach science. Like he made science really fun for us. I mean, another thing about that class is in school, if I have like a rival, if like if I have somebody that I have to compete against, then I will do really well in that class. (laughs) I don't know why. Like my man, like we there have been two times where I've been in classes where I've had like rivals and they'd be and my teacher would always bring it up and be like, let's see who gets a better grade this time. Like oh, and the whole dang. class would be a part of it. And me and it was like at first it was in that science class. It was me and my friend Landry. We would always be like going at it like who got the better score and like tests and stuff like that. And so Coach Tolson, he would always make science fun. Like he would jump up on the tables and, you know, like talk to everybody he would like bring in demonstrations use like different like lights and stuff like that and he just made it engaging like you it would always be fun to start the day like that and that's what i remember the most about sixth grade pretty much besides like my friends and stuff like that yeah but yeah if i had a rival and pretty much anywhere in my life i've ever had like a rival or somebody had to compete against i've always been better and i'll but i've lost that like i need like a new rival kind of thing yeah, a new challenge or goal or something like yeah. that. Yeah, which is sad to say. Like, I understand when people come at me and they say, like, you know, <laughs> you're wasting your potential or something like that, right? Yeah. And I was like, I understand where you're coming from, but I, but I mean, you're speaking to a wall here. Like, I've heard it so many times that it's kind of like drowned out. And yeah. I mean, I'm using what I have now for better, but I don't know. I think it's almost the mentality because. There's like Catherine, she's always been able to, Catherine, my daughter, mm. she's always been able to read two grades above her level. Mm. And it's always come easy to her. She never had to take notes. Or the, and so she had a rude awakening when she had to take uh, Clear Horizons, which is a basically where high school and college is merged into one. And so yeah. you're taking college level or to college type classes yeah because when i was in college i'd see her walking around the halls and stuff like that and say hi to her yes and she actually had a ruined awakening freshman year where she actually had to work like Mm -hmm. she had to teach herself how to study and everything and she almost wanted to give up because she never had to deal with failure before Uh and so instead of actually trying then there's me who Mm. i had to apply myself wholeheartedly i had to do extra work where other kids had to do you know it just came naturally to them yeah and then me i'm like i am finding any way and every way to be able to apply myself to actually be able to pass well and so when i got a's it was like grinding out or whatever 
And so I told her, it was like, failure is not applying yourself and not applying yourself is not an option. Yeah. And I told her, I was like, I don't care. And my mom told me this. And I think this really helped me because my mom knew I was struggling when I was in elementary school and she was also a teacher. And she's like, if you can tell me you really did try and mm-hmm. the best you could do when you've all else things, you know, just you did all your options and it was a C plus, I will be proud of you. Yeah. But if you don't apply yourself and you give me a B plus, I'm not proud of it. Yeah. That's it's like if you aim high and miss, I won't be, you know, I won't be mad at you, but Mm -hmm. I will be mad if you aim low and hit. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so when I told Catherine, she just didn't have the ideas like there are other options for you. Mm -hmm. It's not just one way to find a, you know, the whole point of school and everything is not just. Yeah, school is like it's made to find what you want to do with the rest. What do you want to do in life skills, which in for her is like, okay, what I've been doing is not working. Mm hmm. What are what get practice in solving solutions? Like just be really good at solving problems. Yeah. Think outside the box. Okay, for me, okay, I have to study. I'm gonna have to talk to the teacher. I need to do like all these other things I had to do just to be able to pass. Yeah. From going to failing to passing, like I would just be like, all right, I got four hours, and then like I would do as many assignments as I needed to do. And I'd have like a stack of papers and I would just go to school and be like Here's the assignments. Here's the assignments. Here's the assignments. Right. And if they, I mean, they would only get like partial grade because they've been late so much. And oh sometimes they'll cut them off and I'll be like, okay, we'll just take it anyways. You know, I already did yeah. it. And then, you know, you could throw it away or whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it was like, I'm already did it. I'm not going to, you know, yeah. you can take it and just throw it away. It's I'm not going to put it on my refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was only like the only time that I would apply myself like wholeheartedly in school is if it was, if it was like a, I don't know, like an essay or if it was something that only like other people relied on. Like if it was a group project, then I would be like, get That's my good. part done. Because I hate it done. when there people be like, oh, group project. Awesome. Yeah. You're going to carry gonna, me. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to bring people down because Just of like me. Personal choice. <laughs> yeah. If I didn't show up, if I wasn't at school, I would still be on like my laptop or whatever. And I would send them my notes or send them like my my part of the project and then they could do their own because i was like i hated that i wouldn't want anybody to be getting like a like a b when like it's your fault yeah Yeah. i don't want it to be my fault i was like i know we can get like an a and be fine if i just you know send my part in and because i would be there for the talks and i would be there for like i would be there be like we need to do this when you do that when you do this and then get it done and as soon as we're done then yeah. I'm, <laughs> then I'm back to my old ways. It's just some, you know, it's bad. <laughs> I mean, looking back on it now, I'm like, man, I should have, you know, applied myself a little bit more. But, I mean, I'm not mad at what happened. <laughs> but um, no, it was a good thing. It was a good learning experience for that for her because, mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of hurts her now, but she learned from it. She um learn how to prioritize her time she mm-hmm. learned how to study and she learned that just because she failed something doesn't make her a failure because yeah. she was so used to doing really good that and not getting appraises and now she was getting hound for mm-hmm. why didn't you do this why didn't you and she just wanted to you know give up mm-hmm. because she if she did if she gave up then she couldn't be wrong because i chose yeah. to do this rather than her try and her fail she didn't yeah. like that feeling you have to be comfortable with failure yeah i think that's like 
you can't if you're always going on thinking that you or if you don't fail at all you're not it's not going to be you know well well off at the end because i can't actually i can't remember the last time where it's so like there was a failure and i was like damn like that hurt you know but i think the only thing for me that moment was actually in finite math i finally found my ceiling of math because like for me i never had to study math i just paid attention and i'm like oh that makes sense because this works because xyz quite literally yeah but then in finite math it was getting into like logicals and like other kind of um things and i was like damn i'm actually gonna have to try and study (laughs) yeah i don't think i've had like a really big failure which is i'm just waiting for it to happen at this point but (laughs) like open up fate come and find me (laughs) No, you need like a big failure to like boost your, you know, boost your, I guess, growth, which is bad to say, but you, it's cause it's bound to happen. Yeah. That, well, that's the thing. It's like, you don't grow when it's like sunshine and rainbows. You only grow when it's, when it hurts, like growth means change. Yeah. And you're not going to change when it's like, you know, sunshiny mm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, when I was in school, it was never, I didn't think about failure, I guess, which I should have. <laughs> and all I of a sudden was, you got to wake up kind of like, you might not pass yeah. high school. <laughs> when I was in school, I was like, if it wasn't, I don't know. There's a lot of things that happen. Mostly I can think of as in high school because in, in elementary and middle school, I was like a really good student. As far as not like showing up sometimes, I didn't show up like as I didn't like I missed school. A little bit, but not as much as in high school. Like yeah, when it was I think up you like me. did like whatever sixteen days is the max you could do. The only reason I knew that is because your mom <laughs> mentioned it. I'm like, there's a max amount of days. Yeah, there's a max amount of days where they send your ass to court. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so like middle school and elementary wasn't that bad. Like I was really, I was a pretty good student. Then when I re- high school came around, I had actually like you know I was taking myself to school. I mean. Because the other times it was a bus. This time you had I had to walk to school. In the beginning, uh, I, it was a yeah, bus. Yeah, and when you're saying walk to your school, quite literally is the <laughs> apartment complex next to the school. Yeah, and it wasn't that. Like, it was maybe like a five-minute walk. Like, it was nothing crazy. And I didn't I didn't go because, I don't know. People ask me, like, you know, what what, what happened? Um, you know, like, I really don't know. I don't I know. Re- I, I wasn't motivated. Yeah. There was the only time people like teachers and counselors would come to my house and like tell my mom and be like, he's a good student. He's like, you know, he's really blah, 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 Gifted blah, blah, and stuff. And and he's like, but he just away. needs to get. Yeah, that's pretty much the majority of it. And I, was, I don't know. After a long time, whenever people would always bring up and just keep saying the same thing over and over and over again, it kind of just desensitized me, I guess. Yeah, but as my dad told me about that, because he was actually really, he's a really smart, intellectual man. Like, he's very smart. Mm -hmm. And, but he said in school as well, he just didn't apply himself. He would just do the bare minimum because he didn't have to try. Like, he just, his Joe Schmo, like, you know, whatever efforts would make him be able to pass. And that's what he did. Yeah, which I, I, because I don't work, like, I don't look back on it and regret it. We've talked about it before. And mm-hmm. when people come to me and they ask me, like, you know, I've had some people say, as far as school goes, 
because whenever I was in college, they would come to me and be like, man, I was struggling in school and stuff like that. Like, you know, you're not going to study or anything like that. And I was like, well, I was like, I mean, <clears throat> in college, I was writing down notes and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I rarely looked at them and I yeah. would just pass the tests and everything. And it was fine because college is like, it was very test oriented. Granted, if there were projects and stuff like that, you'd have to do that too. Majority was projects and tests. Yeah. And that was it. And so I'd pass the classes. But um, people would say to me, they would say, you know, oh, I'm struggling with this. Test. Like, I don't know how you do it. Like, how are you getting good grades? I don't see you like in study hall or anything like that. Like we'd have our groups get together yeah. and they'd study mm-hmm. and it, I just it would be there and be on my phone or something like that. Like it wouldn't, <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't. All these other people struggling. You're like, yeah. Yeah. But when they come to me and, and I'd be like, look, if you need, do what you need to do. Like, if I had to study, if I had to get in there and be like, do what I got to do, I would. I would take the time out to do it. But I didn't need to. <laughs> it's it's bad to say, I know, but that's just how it was for me. Yeah. Like, ever since freaking, I guess, kindergarten, I just never, never saw school as something. I don't know. People see it like as kind of like a career, but then after school, like, what are you going to do? And then, and then there's me, like, I remember seeing my grandfather, like, even after he was retired, he, he would still go to colleges and he was actually working on his, uh, book and stuff like that. But, and that's what the yeah. thing is, like, I had this mindset that you either you use it or you lose it. And with him, he knew that his, his father had a lot of problems with like stroke and stuff like that after he retired. And so he was kind of, and he was an engineer. Mm-hmm. Really smart man, hilariously funny, love him to death, rest in peace. But um, mm. I remember him him still trying to go to school and stuff like that afterwards. And so it, for me, is like I really like that idea of just being able to get to that point in my life. Like I'm not learning to support myself. I'm learning because I want to. Yeah, because I mean, you've heard the saying like education is different don't let your edu don't let your schooling get in the way of your education yes exactly and which is a thing for me because don't like i know i'm coming off as this pompous person where you know, i know right you know, like, come, the time I'm like i don't really have to do this yeah i'm coming off as somebody's like oh he didn't have to try he doesn't care like you know he's he thinks that he's better than everybody which i don't see it that no. way i was like there are people who are a lot smarter than me there are people who have applied themselves and have gotten in better positions than me but I never stopped from learning. If there was something that I wanted to know, I would like pick up a book or I would look into the subject myself. I wouldn't wait for the teacher or anything like that to teach me because they never would. Like, yeah. or if they taught me, it would be in a, in a bad way. Yeah. And I was, I would go to the library, pick up a book in like, cause I was in physics. Right. And she, she said something to me that I was, I was mad about. She said, she said, I really wanted to get into quantum physics, but it's not on the teaks. It's not in the curriculum. Oh. So we can't teach it. We're not going to teach it to you because it won't help you on the test. Ugh. And I was like, look, I can pass the test, no problem. But I really wanted to know quantum physics. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I picked up like two books from the library that kind of explain quantum physics. And I just read them. And then like I kind of got like a gist of it. And I still look into it sometimes. Like if something happens that's crazy in quantum physics, I got to look into it. But so I would, it's basically, I would educate myself mm-hmm. and it would help me 
but schooling was an entirely different thing. Schooling wasn't important to me. It's never, it's never been a priority to me, which is a bad thing, but education has always been a priority to me. Well, you also got to think about the, the public education, where mm-hmm. it came from. And I really liked it. I've been listening to, I listened to this one podcast um, called Entree Leadership, which is actually a podcast for small businesses, because that's my personal thing. I really, one of my interests is leadership as well as like helping small business, because I think if we can bring humanity back into everyone think is capitalism as this horrible thing. But if you really th- see it through the eyes of, you know, um, being a human being and humanity, yeah. you can, it, small business are there to solve problems. Mm-hmm. Everything from like maybe a consumer problem to actually employ and, you know, health and providing jobs. Yeah. If you bring that humanity in there, it should be a harmony. Yeah. Not of against each other. Yeah. Anyways, this guy named Seth Godin, who is actually I've come to find out is this really major marketing genius for the last 20 plus years and i really liked what he had to say because it's very insightful and stuff like that he actually wrote a really bad review on the new york best sellers mm-hmm. he said i basically fired them because he said he found out that you actually can pay thousands of dollars to be in the top five you don't have to actually have to sell that oh, many really? books yes that's why every book is a number one bestseller and is that the book that you lent to me? Uh, no, that's somebody else. Okay, another good. But no, so I was listening to what he had to say, and, and I really like how he talks. He his his way of humanity, bringing it back to the business world, and also how to grow up leadership, which I think is really lacking, especially mm-hmm. during this time. But what he said is that he reminded us that the whole reason that there was public school was because during the industrial revolution, we we'll do a little short history class right now. <laughs> so in 1910, America had a, was booming industrially wise, mm-hmm. but they needed more workers. They were a little more educated to be able to follow the rules and be able to produce. Yeah. So what the, you know, big money people said, you know what, let's get a school system for all these poverty ridden people so to help build our business. Yeah. And so the whole thing of public school is like, these are the rules. You don't think outside the box. You listen. If you learn and you don't question and you follow the rules and you're able to, you know, I'm going to spit this to you. Can you spit it back? Yeah. I was like, and the education system hasn't changed since. And that's the problem is he's addressing is that, um, now we need that creativity. Yeah. And so we have a broken system where we don't really educate people to think outside the box to help problem solve. Like Mm -hmm. we're not an industrial age anymore. He's like, there are some things like we need Tylenol to be the same thing as we pick up out of every bottle. But that's a small glimpse of what the whole thing is. And I'm like, yes. And so what he teaches is people how to tap into creativeness again, because we are teaching ourselves. We have to undocker indoctrinate ourselves uh, yeah. yeah and so because now creativity is like slowly being it's, yeah it's slowly being like it's slowly being extinguished yeah but anyways he's really he has a lot of books out which i am definitely going to be reading upon and mm. i'm actually finding him on other podcasts and listening to him and he's a, i really love what he has to say 
he's in the business world. He wants people to, I love how he says like, if you're a hustler, nobody wants to be hustled, you know, cause he's yeah. in sales and marketing. Mm. You think when you think sales, you're like, Oh, slimy person. He's like, no, he's like, it should be somebody who wants yeah. to help you. It should be natural. Yeah, exactly. Mm. He's like, and if you're hustling, please don't buy my book. He said that he's like, please don't buy my book. Yeah. I don't want to help you. I want to help the person that wants to make good in the world. And that's where, um, business should be seeing mm. the world as. Yeah. The education is, I don't know. Whenever I was growing up, I never saw education or the education system, I should say, yeah, as something viable. And I just didn't like it. I didn't like the way school was. Yeah, it was. I just didn't like it, so I didn't go. Yeah, and because it's not everybody learns that way either. Yeah. but I mean, yeah, I didn't stop it from learning. Like I want to know all the things that like, happen in the world. Like as far as quantum physics to politics to all that stuff. I yeah. want to know so I can be educated. So if somebody brings it up, I'm not the smartest in the room. I never want to be the smartest in the room. Yes. I just want to be somebody who's knowledgeable to be involved in conversations. Be in, at least be invited into the room, you know? Yeah. And that's where I'm like, I'm at that natural, like that balance. I need that balance. Yeah. You want to be stretched. You don't want to be the tallest midget in the room. Yeah. And they tell like, I want to, I've been doing all these creative things because I've, I haven't really creatively put myself out there so this is why i'm doing all these creative things as of late and i've been like lately i've been at my desk just writing or what doing all this stuff so and i think that's the major thing and and that's another reason why we've uh produced this podcast and everything is that i really think the one major reason that the people are a lot of dissatisfied in their life is they don't create. Yeah. They have the standard of like oh i have to produce to be successful and stuff like that rather than if you're just creating, that is the whole mm-hmm. point. It's not where it lands or how it falls. If you're just creating to create what is inside of you, that that brings joy in itself. Yeah. Don't try and compare. Like comparing will kill any dream within a heartbeat. Yeah. If you compare, that's what I just, that's another thought I was having the other day was I was like, nobody would be unhappy if like, like comparing wasn't a thing. Like, if, yeah. you're on, if you're on social media and you compare yourself to everybody you scroll uh, past, yeah. you will make yourself unhappy. You will make yourself depressed because they got something that you don't got. Another person has something you don't got. Another person looks the way you want to look. Another like You would put yourself in a mood. And that's why I don't look at social media as much. It's because if I keep doing that, I take and, time away from the, yeah. my creative projects. And also it just makes me feel bad, which you, you don't want to do. You got to feel comfortable in your own don't skin. Don't forget like what you're seeing is not real. Yeah. And that's why I try and follow people who are real. Like mm-hmm. I have, I do follow a few on like Instagram. I cannot do Facebook. Ugh, that's such a controlled propaganda thing. Yeah. I might sound super hippie or whatever, but there's just too much like ogler, the like programs, stuff like that is definitely tailored to you. And yeah. so nothing gets challenged because the whole point of that system is like, there is mathematic people that have made this system to be able to only drive what your interests are. And then, so then your, those interests are never challenged. And so Mm. then you never have any perspective than other than you started with. So how are you growing? Yeah. So my thing is like, okay, so I purposely choose people on my Instagram because also I'm not a big reader. I like, you know, I feel like Facebook is like a novel and then like Instagram is like a comic book, more pictures, less writing. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, but on there I like 
I choose people that have similar beliefs from me or slightly, you know, and then I also pick other, you know, beliefs because mm-hmm. I want to balance. There's not two, uh, there's not even two sides to a coin. There could be three or four or five. Yeah. Cause I have somebody, um, I follow with a 12 sided die here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I make sure that unless it's just toxicness and it, it just, you know, straight hate that they're putting out yeah, there. Everybody likes to voice their opinion, which yeah. I mean, I don't want to be like, but your opinion is not validated all the time. Like you do not need to post everything. Yeah. If you post everything, you will make yourself <laughs> look it's so sort like of. that movie with um what's her face is it emma stone oh the easy a easy a talking like, to her teacher yeah and the teacher's like just drank a coke yo yeah. whatever i'm like that's exactly how i feel because um but so anyway so i make sure that i'm following this person and following this person and this person in mm. that way I want that one, I have make sure that somebody's not paying me to see this. Yeah. And then that, you know, I can research it a little bit, stretch me a little bit. I think I'm just gonna I know we've been going on and kinda like been talking about random things, but since we kinda been on the education plane here. But anything. Yeah, yeah, we'll can wrap it up on the education. I mean, it's just gonna be it's actually gonna be a creative thing. So I feel like I've was like watching a few lectures, right? And this guy name is uh i forgot his name if i'm being honest anyways i'll like i'll look it up or whatever and i'll say it some other time (laughs) or you can look it up and put it in the description yeah there you go no i probably won't do that anyways (laughs) if we're being honest uh he was talking about creativity and i agreed with him on this point whereas creativity is like a curse it really is. It's a curse and a blessing. But yeah. That's the yin and yang. If you're creative, right, you need to be creating everything all the time. Like you need to make something. If you don't, you're going to, you're going to feel down. You, you're just not going to feel great. And so as for people who aren't creative, who don't see like they didn't need to make anything they just want to, you know, have a good life, which is a good thing to have. Uh, you're not always trying to create something. And then like, whenever you create something, you have to compete with other people who are creating some of the same things. And it's just, it's been a curse. It's like, you're always trying to strive to make better things. And sometimes it isn't the case for other people. Whenever they're not creative, they can go along, you know, go with their life. How's they, you know, get a job, all that stuff. And, you know, just do basic things like as far as engineering or not to say that you can't be creative and do engineering. That's one thing real quick that Seth Godin was actually talking about that shipping or creating is not have to be what the American think is where it's art. He's yeah. like, he says creating can be that person where you're in a business and you have certain clients and you're going to have to have a conversation with them that's uncomfortable and it's easy just to ignore it and let it slide. But the creative side of it is how you dance with your conversation and humanity with that person. Yeah. And as it's create like creativity is, it can be like a weight on your shoulders pretty much because if you're creating something and it's not going the way you want it, or it's taking a long time and you get impatient, it's going to eat at you. Like, or you need to make something now, but you don't know what to make. It's like, it's, it's something that is, it's hard to grasp, I guess. And you didn't read the book. (laughs) I didn't, not yet. 
It's been sitting on my desk. No, not that one. You you said, uh, okay, so you're saying this, and this is exactly what Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Oh, you're talking about like if you don't, if you don't, well, you're talking about if you don't use it, you lose it, right? No, I'm talking about that for just educating yourself, but to be creative is that how she says in the book is that creative is just sort of like a third party. And all you have to do to keep that flow, like don't have dams, like in your, if you think about water yeah, and like sometimes it rains and there's a lot of flow yeah, and sometimes there might be a drought when it might be a trickle, but you're not worried about how much water you're flowing as long as you keep your gates open and ready and be receptive and don't get, and it's like, don't make the quickest way to kill creativeness is to put a standard on it yeah well like i understand because as far as being when i need to create something like if i need to write and i'm having writer's block i just write about anything that happened and then it comes to me or if it's music then i just like i'll just start yeah writing about anything that happened it's just it's a it's a process that you have to go through yeah but i'm saying as far as like i'm not trying to say that creativity is something that you don't want Oh, no, I didn't think about that way. But like just her whole thing through the book is how to be more relaxed Mm. and that when you're in a relaxed state, it's kind of like trying to hold on to sand. Yeah. If you cup it, it'll stay in your hand. But the more you clench it, Mm -hmm. the more you lose and then you're left with like crumbs. Yeah. But I'm saying as far as like what he was saying was just like. That yeah. it could be a curse because if you if it's trying to be something or you're trying to demand it, it's not something you can demand from. Yeah. I'm just saying he was saying that and also, you know, you don't don't try to be. I guess don't try to be creative just for being creative, I guess. Yeah. If you feel something that you need to make and you need like you feel like the urge or whatever, then go for it. Yeah. But don't think that you, you have, have to. to be creative. Yeah. Because it's like you keep doing that, you you're not gonna. It's not gonna. You're basically gonna chase away something. Yeah. It's kind of like relationships, which we can talk about next time. Oh yeah, we can. Yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to end it off that way because I know that I was talking about school and how like it sounds like I'm coming off as like this person that thinks pompous, yeah, above yourself. And you know, I see myself as a creative person and I'm always trying to make something. I'm always trying to do something that I like. And always trying to better yourself too. Yeah. I see that as well. And I just like, if you didn't do well in school, if you think that you're, you know, you're creative and you don't think things are going your way or you think that, you know, you're losing all your stuff. You think yeah. that you're losing yourself pretty much. I just want to be here to let you know that that's not, that's not the case. You just yeah. got to let a little time go in and creativity is always coming and going. Yeah. It's, it's never a just a finite. It's never like, yeah, it's not, it's never keep, it's, it's like not a, a continuous stream basically. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a season. Just like you have to have winter to be able to have spring and to spring to summer and to fall. Yeah. And on education base, if you're listening to this and you're in school, apply yourself, apply yourself. If you have, <laughs> yeah, if you have the choice to not or do it, I would do it. Because, I mean, I mean, I would talk to myself like, you know, back then and be like, look, man, just apply just a little bit like <laughs> like 20 percent. You'll be like golden. And especially for how short of a lifespan, like short of that period in your life is actually going to be compared to the rest of your life. Just apply yourself now. Just. Yeah. And 
I would be like, just apply yourself just a little bit and you'd be good, right? Just get through it. Yeah. It's not forever. <laughs> but I'm saying if you are like t- teeter-tottering on the fact, should I apply myself or should I enjoy these days off? It's like, no, nah, go ahead and apply yourself. You'll be way better off. Parents will be happy, all that stuff. You know, you'll be kind of happy with yourself at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And I just don't, because I know there's some people who can get by without having to do that. Like, yeah. Like, you know, as me, an example, and just see how far you can get in. Even if you don't think that you're that smart, like somebody like me, where I really had to work to be able to don't be like, we're in the, in the idea of my daughter where she was like, if I can't get a hundred percent, then why try? Mm. What I say to those people is like, just see how far or can you exercise your problem solving skills? Yeah. Like, just see how far you can go. Like, see how much you can get away with. And I say that to anything. Like, if you're getting to a new job or if you want to see a career or if there's something out there or if you want to produce something that might not seem like it'd be for you, but you're interested in it or Mm -hmm. it says something to your soul, just don't think about if you're going to fail or succeed. Just see, like, just ask you, like, let me see how far I could go. Yeah, because it's like, Cause you might surprise yourself. Yeah, you will. You will. And out of my <laughs> lifetime and my many lives, whatever, you will surprise yourself. Yeah. Cause the things that I've been doing lately is I never, some of the things that I've been doing, I never saw myself as doing them until I tried it. And I was like, Oh, this is what mm-hmm. I need to do. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, I need to create this stuff here and there. And I just want to say like that just, just do you and the best that you can do. Right. Just be proud of yourself. And at the end of the day, I don't care what the end result was, but as long as you could say, I gave my best and I'm going to be proud of whatever that is, then regardless of what or how, if you know, it resulted in just yeah. try, at least try, please. A movie that I would recommend watching. I was, if you haven't watched it already is good about hunting. Cause it kind of talks about that. Cause he's, he's a genius, but he doesn't apply himself. Right. Cause he doesn't have to, cause he yeah. can skim through and, and yeah. that was, that's pretty, that's one of the, like the main point that I'm trying to drive home, I guess, is if you can skim through life, you can, if you want to, but do you but really want to? You don't like, like but that you don't need out. to, you're missing out on a bunch of things. And when I was reading the comment, like if you go to YouTube and watch like a Goodwill hunting clip, right. Mm-hmm. You go in the comments, you'll mm-hmm. see 50 year olds commenting like, I wish I had applied myself. I wish I could go back and, you know, really put myself out there or do these things creatively mm-hmm. or do and like, I don't want to be that person. So that's why when I read those comments, it kind of hit me like that. Right. Yeah. And not to say that I wasn't doing things already, but I was like, I really need to put this. But you could, know. could you done more? Yeah. I was yeah. like, but I mean, that's in the past. So I don't look at it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'll tell people like what happened and I won't, you know, I would just be like, this is what happened. But now I can put myself in these situations and really get my stuff out there because I don't want to be regretting it like we talked about. So I think is what you're saying is like, what would you feel more like bad about you Mm -hmm. skimming through and barely making it or trying and failing? Like which one would actually hurt worse? Yeah, let's just put it this way. If your life was a book, right? Would you want, would you want it like, Little like meditations, um, 
by uh like if it was translated the smallest book that i have is his meditation book <laughs> where it was like written by this roman uh emperor oh yeah yeah it's like super small right yeah i was like do you want this thin book as your life or do you want like a book that's been written by like stephen king which is like a thousand and six hundred pages yeah and it's how big do you want the book of your life to be yeah because if you're skimming through life they're not going to be a lot of key chapters yeah but I was like, but as you like, if you apply yourself and you put yourself out there and you do all these things and you have like, you know, this and make you, a good story. Yeah. Failure you build up your life. <laughs> Most of the people who have really good stories in their lives went through a lot of failure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's the biggest uh, scam of social media is that you only get to see the people's ending yeah. in your middle. Mm-hmm. you don't you don't ever see their middle you always see the end yeah or you see them at you see them at their end and you're at your start yep. and you put yourself down so much that you don't even continue walking and that's why I, we have this podcast and uh episodes like this that i really encourage other people to mm. not compare and just try and don't compare whatever it's in you to the standards either like oh it's not that big of a deal it's like i really enjoy doing this but really does that matter i'm like it matters it yeah. does and so last thing i want to say <laughs> it's not gonna Famous be long last words. yeah the last thing i want to say it's not gonna be long it's just if you look at your phone as a world and you look at the world around you as a world you it's don't want to be similar. caught up in the one in your hand yes i was like because you'll be looking at this world in your house and you just be scrolling through the like for hours, right? Just looking at like, oh man, this is what I could have or whatever. I would say put down that world, like click off this freaking button and put it on the side and just walk outside and enjoy the world that you're in right now, like your yeah. bubble. Yeah. And then it would make you so much. If you did that completely, like every day, I'm pretty sure it would it would rise up your morale. Or expand your bubble. Yeah. There is a world out there waiting for you to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. So. But that's the last thing I wanted to say. <laughs> yes. So thank you for listening. We've kind of like just wanted to have a conversation with you guys. Well, we say with you because we do hope that you will uh, send us um, questions or comments or even share your story on mm. social media. We are on Instagram. We are on Instagram. I know we keep saying this, but we will have a Twitter. <laughs> like we'll have a Twitter in the next. The, by the time you're here in this episode, it should be up. So we should have a our Twitter, our Insta, um, our Instagram at Cloudcomb Podcast. We also have our Spotify playlist. Whenever you do go out in the world and take a drive, yeah. If you want to listen to it, there are some bangers on there. I'm not gonna lie. And it will be changing up, and we'll be adding. Uh, he will be adding some music on yeah. there and stuff. Just look up Cloudcone and then playlist and see if it pops up. And if it doesn't, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> And then you, we'll, you'll find it. Yeah. But we would love to be able to hear from you and have your stories and stuff like that. I've, I, my goal is to actually have a podcast where we can actually read some, maybe some yeah stories and stuff like that. So yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be. So please be part of this conversation. And until the next episode, we hope that you have a beautiful weekend. This is Sarah signing off. And this is Sean signing off. <laughs>